Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Sharla Turner. Sharla, along with her husband, Michael, is the co-founder of Turning Point Church in McDonough, Georgia, and the author of her newest book, Trustworthy. Today, we'll discuss her inspiration for this book, the powerful lessons within, and why trust is so important in a leader's life. So, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. We are back. It's another episode of the Avail podcast. It is my honor and my privilege to speak with amazing leaders, pastors, authors, and today is no exception. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, here in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages. I'm your host here on the Avail Leadership Podcast, and I have the honor and privilege today of sitting down with none other than Pastor Sharla Turner. <laughs> pastor Sharla, how you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much, Virgil. It's an honor to be with you today. Hey, I'm excited to get into this conversation. Our Avail viewers and listeners are just leaders who love getting new resources. They love learning and growing. And I know that's going to happen on this uh, conversation, this podcast today. Pastor Charlotte, before we get into the conversation about your new book, Trustworthy, I would love it if you maybe took a a few minutes to share a little bit about yourself, because I think it always helps for our listeners and viewers to know a little bit who is Charlotte Turner. Yeah, so um, I have been married to my husband now, Michael, for 24 years. We have three amazing kids. Uh, Our oldest is 21, and then we have a 19-year-old and an 18-year-old girl. So two boys and a girl, baby girl. And I've been here on the south side of Atlanta. We live in McDonough, Georgia, where we planted our church 19 years ago. Wow. So church planters, and I just enjoy in every second of it, yes. Love it. You know, I I love I love always hearing a little bit of the story because, you know, people might hear about, oh, this amazing church or, look, you know, these pastors doing great things. But it's not this didn't happen yesterday. This didn't happen a couple of days ago. You know, this is 19 years since you planted the church uh, and you and Michael. Michael was has been on the Avail podcast as well with with his recent book, Flourish, which has been a blessing. I love this. I love this. Uh, Pastor Charlotte, I, I really think that today's topic specifically you know, your new book is something that is so important for everybody, leaders included. And uh, so let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your new book. The title is Trustworthy, How to Deepen the Relationships You Need and Avoid the Ones You Don't. Share with us, why did you write this book and kind of what's the heart and story behind it? Well, I'll tell you this. I studied the subject of trust because it was a weakness of mine. I just seemed to always trust the wrong people. Um, Always uh, ended up just having a weakness in that area. And so, so I needed to learn about it. So that's the, Mm -hmm. I wrote the book so that I could help other people really just avoid unnecessary pain. You know, there's pain that we all go through that, that we learn from and, and it's, it has some benefits to it, but there's unnecessary pain that we, we can really avoid if we understand the principle of trust, how it works. And, and it's a God-given gift to us. And so, yeah, that's why I wrote it. I want to help people avoid unnecessary pain. That's good. I mean, I mean, Hey, we can't avoid all pain, but can sign me up for that list of avoiding unnecessary pain, which I've learned this and you probably, you probably would agree with me, Charlotte, that uh, it's a lot better when possible to learn from other people's, you know, mistakes than to have to go through them ourselves. Although we will have to go through some. So I appreciate that. Now talk to me a little bit about who, 
who do you hope will pick this book up and read it? And, you know, did you have a target audience in mind? Just, just hard of it, even though anybody can pick it up, but, but talk about the who. Yeah, I do. I think it helps everybody because anybody that wants to have deep relationships or healthy relationships, trust is the foundation of every relationship. And that's what I really found out as I began to research the topic. Uh, So people in business relationships, people in romance and in marriage and family and church, like we we have friendships, all these different relationships. But something that I really uh, have been hearing a lot about over the past few years, especially, but over the 19 years of of pastoring, hearing a lot of women in really top toxic, terrible relationships. And I just, it was heartbreaking to hear because they're in these relationships that they feel like they're stuck in. And so I just Mm -hmm. really wanted to help them identify, you know, what does a healthy relationship look like? What is it? What does an unhealthy relationship look like? What does toxic even look like? And how do you know who you can trust? Stop trusting everybody. And there Mm -hmm. are, there are characteristics that you need to look for, for healthy relationships. So yes. Yeah. You know, I, I really, I think you, you have a really particular perspective, um, especially, you know, I, I know a little bit about your story cause you shared with me as we were preparing for this podcast, but you know, not only as a, as a woman, but, but 19 years of pastoring, you know, as, as a leader and a pastor, you know, as a friend, as a mother, as a, as a wife, as a colleague, I think your perspective is, is great. And I think, you know, especially as I've been kind of hearing about this, taking a look at the book, uh, I, this is awesome. I want to talk about, okay, let's talk about trust. Okay. And before we talk about the reality that there are a lot of trust issues, why is this issue of trust paramount? Like, why is it that we need to pay attention to this? Well, as I said, it's it's the foundation for every relation. It's more important than than love. Even they, it comes trust mm-hmm. comes before everything else. It is the foundation. We're always when we're when we're meeting new people, when we're looking at relationships, we're always sizing people up. Like, can I trust you? Like, I'm, I'm not sure how much I can share, how much I shouldn't share. And so, it's the foundation of every relationship. And when trust goes wrong. It affects everybody. It affects mm-hmm. everybody around us. It, it's it's not just our relationship that it affects. It affects everybody that's in relationship to us. And so, if um, if the foundations are faulty, like what do you have to build on? So it's so right. essential. Right. We can't. What we're building on will determine how long that lasts and how strong yeah. it is. So trust is important because it's the foundation for our relationships. So here's 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 the question. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I think anybody who's able to think and reason can say, yeah, I think I agree with that. Now it seems to me like nowadays there are so many people with trust issues. They may vary. They may be a little bit different, but so many people with all kinds of trust issues. Why is it that we're seeing so many trust issues in, in, in all kinds of relationships? Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of things. One is just people have some unhealed pain. You have, uh, there's a lot of unhealed trauma out there. Um, And so we've been betrayed. We've been lied to. Mm -hmm. So we've had these past experiences that we try to, you know, we we see what's happened to us in the past and we project that on the new relationships into the future. So that's one thing. Um, But I think that we're all this right now, more than ever before, I think we're into so much image. Everybody's so image conscious, right? And it's this, uh, what we appear to be. 
who we appear to be, rather than really taking the time to get to know each other and find out who we really are. And we find out who people really are, you know, over time and, and deepening relationships and, and finding out if our values match up. Like, that's so important. But I think that we all have trust issues because we maybe sometimes we don't take the time to dig a little deeper, take a little longer before we jump in, you know, wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and give somebody our heart. Like it's and that's what trust is really is giving you feel like you're giving a piece of your heart away because you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, right now, as we're having this conversation, a lot of things are coming to my mind. We talk to a lot of leaders here on avail and, and even, even I can see this even as a lead leader myself as a pastor, right. Um, leading a staff, leading volunteer leaders. Sometimes there are people that, that hurt you, you know, you know, you get hurt and, and then you, and then I think the mentality that we can easily fall in is wait a second. Last time that I, entrusted someone for with this or last time I you know you know let this go entrusted this way I got hurt so you know what uh I'm not going to do that and and I think there's a danger there right like there's a danger because because hey trust is the foundation necessary for a relationship but now I'm saying I'm not I don't even want to trust you know do you, I mean is that something that you you've experienced Absolutely. or that you see constantly Yes. My husband calls it giving people the Heisman, you know, the Heisman trophy. They're like pushing it away. Like we're going to push, we're going to push these relationships away because we've been hurt in the past. And uh, I think it's definitely a thing that we all deal with, but yeah. you know, as a, as leaders and pastors and as people who just want healthy, deeper relationships, uh, we have to get healed. That's why I said, there's all this, you know, unhealed trauma. We've got to yeah. get some healing, take some time, get some healing, figure out, you know, why is it that it hurt us so bad? Whatever right. it was that they did, get a get God's perspective on the situation, you know, invite Jesus into the pain, be healed, and then really recognize the ingredients of trust. What does trust look like so that in the future we don't make some of those same mistakes? Because mm-hmm. the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them, right? Right. <laughs> right. right, which takes a little bit of risk, takes a little bit of mm-hmm. vulnerability, takes a little bit of Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go for it. Um, this is, this is good. I want to refer specifically to a chapter in your book that's entitled when to stop yield or proceed red, yellow, green lights. Can you unpack this idea a bit for us? Um, you know, you already caught my attention, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, thinking about relationships and trust, red, yellow, green, talk to us about this idea. Yeah, this 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 is the most practical chapter that's in the book because there's a list. You've got a, a some list of some red light behaviors. When you see these behaviors, you need to stop immediately. Some mm-hmm. of them you need to when you need to stop and run the other direction. Some of them you need to stop and and take some evaluation. And it's, mm-hmm. it's you're looking for a pattern in these relationships. And so uh, it's not that someone exhibited one of those red light behaviors just once, you know, um, outside of abuse, obviously physical abuse or anything like that. But if they demonstrate them on a consistent basis, that's what we're looking for. We're always looking for a pattern mm-hmm. once. Okay. Two a little bit more grace. Three. Okay. We, there's a pattern here. We need to really yeah. pay attention. And some people um, have never seen what a healthy relationship looks like. And that's why I really wanted to write this practical chapter because they honestly have never seen a healthy relationship. So when you talk about in the book, I talk about having expectations, defining values, figuring out what it is that you want in a relationship. They don't know because they don't know 
they've been so used to toxic and they've only ever seen unhealthy. It's hard to have a vision and make it plain. Like the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain because they've never seen a healthy relationship. And so in the red light chapter, I not only show what to avoid the yellow lights. It's like, okay, maybe one or two of these were from the red light section, but then the green light, this is what a healthy relationship looks like. A healthy relationship looks like support. It looks like love. It feels like love. You're not always second guessing yourself. You feel valued. You feel Mm -hmm. challenged. You feel appreciated. You don't feel judged. You know your worth. You're growing. Like those are the things that I want to help people see. This is what healthy looks like. And it's possible for you. Yeah. You know, as in your experience, first of all, I think this is cool. I think it's practical because it's a way to start kind of putting a definition to what I'm experiencing or what I'm seeing from your experience, you know, in pastoring all these years and leading and, you know, and and in life. um, How do you help? So there's two sides to this question. And we, you know, this just came to my mind right now. One, how do you help people who obviously have trust issues themselves, mm-hmm. how can we help them? Not to mention, you know, how do we help ourselves, right? How do we, how do we break through those? But, but from your experience, how do you help someone who, who, and they might even say it up front, I got trust issues, or you as a leader might be, might help say, Hey, do you realize that there's been certain patterns and there's trust yeah. issues? And the person says, Hey, I do see it. I need help. How do you, how do you help someone? Well, a perfect example, this uh, last semester, I did a trust group. So I did a small group and I had some women who had just come to our church. Maybe some of them have never been in a small group before. And I asked them at the very beginning to rate their trust levels. Like, what's your trust level? How how do you trust? Do you trust God? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust other people? Let's let's put this on a scale of one to 10. And one particular Mm -hmm. lady in our group was a zero. She said, zero. I trust nobody. I don't even trust God. I don't trust myself. Like I don't, I have major trust issues. And so as we begin to dig into the chapters and uh, over the course of the class at the very end, she came up to me at, at church one day and she said, I just want you to know. I trust. I I understand trust and I'm I'm trusting again. I just want to tell you thank you. And what we really dove into was first of all, listening to their pain, listening to maybe mm-hmm. trying to trying to you know parse out what is it that caught what was the first time you remember being hurt when you trusted mm-hmm. someone and they let you down. But the biggest piece, honestly, Virgil, is trusting God. It's understanding that there's two voices that are always speaking to us. If you take every voice and every relationship you've ever been in or ever will be in, you Mm -hmm. can boil those voices down because they sound like one of two. They either sound like God's voice, they resonate Mm -hmm. with the things that God stands for and who God is, or they resonate with the enemy. And you can boil those voices down and say, okay, this is a voice I can trust because this resonates with what God says about me, about life, about relationships. And this Mm. voice over here is resonating with the enemy who wants to steal and kill and destroy my life and my relationships. And so these voices I cannot trust. And so helping them to invite Jesus to heal the pain, talk about that pain, uh, let them know they're not alone. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. not alone. All of us have had trust issues. I've had major trust issues. And I tell a lot of my story in the book. uh, And it starts out in the counselor's office, right? My book starts out Mm -hmm. a college student, 
crying on the floor of a counselor's office because I have been completely, utterly shattered. So we've all had them. And so letting people know they're not alone and because we feel sometimes we feel foolish, right? Like, mm-hmm. am I am I just foolish person because I, I trust so easily and why I trust this person? But just really letting them know they're not alone, invite Jesus into the pain, heal it, and then understand how to discern the voices that we're listening to. That's, that's great um, advice. That's wisdom um, from God's word. You mentioned two things now. Um, I'm going to come back to the trust God thing. But before that, um, you mentioned kind of the opposite because there's one extreme, which is I don't trust anybody. I've been hurt or I just this is my part of my personality or my upbringing. And I don't trust anybody, not God, not myself or anybody. But then there's the other side, which I think is, is part of what you share in your book a little bit about is. I trust everybody. Isn't everybody good? Doesn't everybody have the best intentions? Doesn't everybody deserve a place, you know, in my heart, so to speak? Um, talk a little bit about that. Cause I think some people might say, I don't identify with those people who don't trust because I trust, but some people might identify with, Hey, I, I had a period of my life where I trusted too much or trusted yeah. just anybody, which also can open doors some pain. Yeah, I, I was raised and I was raised to trust. That's what I say. I was raised to trust. I had trustworthy people around me. I had amazing parents. I had a great church. I had wonderful friends. Uh, my friendships were healthy. I, I was raised to trust. And so everybody in my little world was kind and they were for me and I was for them and we were for each other, you know. And so I had a situation in high school where I ended up in a counselor's office and uh, taking an IQ test, a Rorschach inkblot test and some other situational tests. And what the counselor told me from those results really kind of put a frame over the way that I actually was. She was very accurate when she looked at me and she said, Sharla, you are way too naive. You are way too trusting. You think everybody's for you. They are not for you. And you better learn that now and you better start being really cautious. And so I was like, okay, so I trust too easily. All right. Be careful is not a strategy, right? Be careful. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That's not clear. To be clear is to be kind. Tell me how to understand what this is supposed to look like in my life. And so that's why I really wrote the book is like, okay, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Be careful. So I, I have all the principles that I could, that I could, I researched, I went down rabbit holes. I learned everything I could possibly <laughs> put my hands on about trust, what it's made out of, you know, what it smells like. If there's chemicals in your body that it deals with uh, statistics on trust across the world. I, I mm-hmm. like researched everything I could get my hands on to help people, you know, that you, you can't trust everybody um, with the f- same amount of trust. Right. right? right. Like, I think sometimes we just give it all. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you can give them a little, but you don't give everybody all of your heart. Christian leaders around the world are taking advantage of their free annual subscription to the Avail Journal. After all, each one of us should be taking the next step in our leadership journey. When you sign up for a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, you'll enjoy interviews, articles, resources, and much more. For more information and to get subscribed today, visit availjournal.com. Yeah. Part, part of it, I think obviously is life experience, right? Life experience, you grow, but I think something like this, getting wisdom, uh, which is why I appreciate this book, you know, trustworthy. I, I honestly, I don't remember reading recently or in, in recent years specifically on trust that I think this is, I think this is a good, good resource. And I'm so happy we're having this conversation here on avail. Um, let's, let's 
let me touch on, on the God, trusting God. Um, I think most people, most people would probably say, yeah, I trust God. How do you know? How, how does someone know? Because it's one thing to say, I trust God. How, mm-hmm. But how do, you, how do you know? How is it evident? I don't know if maybe there's, if you, if you touch on this on some, some other, but how, how do I know I'm trusting God? What are some signs? So, well, you know, the scripture that I really base everything on is trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own mm-hmm. understanding. So am I leaning on my own understanding in these situations or in these relationships? Right. Or am I leaning on the wisdom of God in these relationships? And trust is action, right? There's an action to trust. It's not saying that I trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I can say that I trust the chair that I'm sitting in, but if I don't ever sit in it, <laughs> I probably don't trust it. And so right. um, there's, there are, te- you know, there's, there's tests almost. It's like, it's an action. So trust is an action. So if I'm mm. not putting my trust, when I'm putting my trust in God, I'm listening to his word. I'm doing what he said. I'm, mm. I'm obeying what he said. I'm listening to his voice and I'm saying, okay, I mean, maybe I'm in a toxic relationship, right? Cause there's people that are in toxic relationships, whatever that might look like business relationships, romance relationships, friendships. They're in this toxic relationship. How do I trust God? What if God says to you in your, your, time with him. You're praying, you're listening, you're saying, God, I I don't have peace about Mm. this relationship. What shall I do? And he says, let it go. So Mm. trusting God looks like letting go. And that's really tough in business. Like I listen to, you know, I've talked to several business people and um, they're like, well, that's going to affect my bottom line if I let this person go. Right. I don't want to let this person go. But so trust looks like obeying God and trusting that he's got you. He's got you. He's he he had a promise before you ever had a problem. He's before you. He's behind you. He's beside you. He's got you. So you just trust. come on, Pastor Charlotte. Come on, Pastor Charlotte. (laughs) Preach it. You know, I think that connection. I think that connection. You just said it. The obey. I, I think, you know, when I think about my life and I think about moments and decisions, if I trust God. I'm going to obey even if I don't always, if I'm not sure. There's something there, right? There's a connection there between obedience and trust. I love this. Okay, we're, this is a veil. This is a veil podcast. This is leadership. You know, our leaders are leaning in right now. I want to make a little bit of, of, of a connection of why trust is so important for leaders. Um, obviously, it's important for everybody and it's important for, rela- it's a foundation of relationships. From your perspective, Sharla, why do you think trust is something that we really need to pay attention as leaders, as pastors? Um, why is this important? Well, as leaders and as pastors, we're supposed to, we're, we're leaders, right? People are following us. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a leader, someone's following in your footsteps, you're modeling behaviors and you want yes. to have healthy relationships and you want to teach others how to have healthy relationships. And you can't have that unless you have trust. You've got to help people to understand what trust looks like. And you have to build trust, you know, right? If someone can't follow me, if I'm not trustworthy. So I have to understand right. the ingredients of trust and what it looks like so that people can trust me. And so in the book, I, I, I go, I have a whole chapter based on what is, what is it? What are all the components of trust? How can I be more trustworthy? It's not just me looking for trustworthy relationships because I'm going to attract what I am. So as a leader, I don't attract what I want. I attract who <laughs> I am. And so if I'm not trustworthy, then I'm going to attract more people that are not trustworthy into my life. Okay. Okay. So here's a question, right? So most leaders, speaking of pastors, even marketplace, most leaders that are leading an organization, I think in most cases we want to grow, right? We don't want to, 
We're not happy staying where we are or going backwards. We want to, we want growth. Here's the question. Can you grow? Can you grow an organization? Can you grow a church? Can you grow a staff team without a healthy trust factor? I think that uh, cancer grows. So there's things that can grow that are unhealthy and they can Mm. grow in an unhealthy way. Mm. And and you can see if you look at different organizations and um, businesses over, over the course of time, businesses even that have failed, you look back and you can see what grew was not trust, right? But it might grow for a minute. We'll say sure. that. It's a temporary growth. It may it may catapult and grow as high as the sky. But it's, if that trust foundation is not there, it is going to come crashing down. So it can grow. It's just not sustainable healthy growth that's going to last and have lasting impact. Mm -hmm. That's the word I think healthy because it can grow, but that doesn't mean that it's growing healthy. How do we grow healthy? Trust has got to be in the mix as leaders. This is good. Um, You, one of your chapters in your book, trustworthy is entitled trust principles. Can you share a few of those trust principles that might be helpful for some of our avail leaders and pastors leaning in? Yes, I think one of my favorite principles, because I felt like it was a light bulb for me when I discovered this, as I looked into trust and did some studying, I think this principle is one of the most important. And that is that when you are in a, when you're in a situation where you need a relationship, you're desperate for this relationship to work. That is when you are the most vulnerable to deception. Mm -hmm. That is when you're the most vulnerable in the situation. So let's say you are a leader and you are hiring right? You're hiring an employee. You have a desperate need for this particular position. Like, oh my goodness, I need this youth pastor, or I have got to have this secretary, or I need this executive (laughs) assistant. And you need it and you need it fast because you're drowning in the work or or people on your staff are having to absorb the work. And so you overlook all the red flags because you need the relationship. You're most vulnerable to deception because you need it and you need it fast. Whether that's a a romantic relationship, you're desperate. You want to be married or you want to have this. And so this person presents in a certain way. And when they do, you overlook the red flags because you want it to work so badly. And so that was one of my, that's one of my favorite like trust principles. It was like a red light. Okay. If I really Mm -hmm. need it, I better be extra extra careful in this situation and bring more people into this decision um, because I need it really bad and I need other voices to help me discern that and bring in counsel. Uh, And then um, just because someone, just because you trust someone doesn't mean everyone should trust that person because there's different relationship dynamics. That's another principle, right? So I think, um, you know, oh, you're going to love this person. You're going to, you should hire them. They're my bestie. Like you should hire this person because they're my best Mm -hmm. friend. They're so great. But then, and you trust me that I've referred this person to you and you hire them and they're a horrible employee. They're a great friend, you know, but maybe they're a terrible employee. So just because I trust them doesn't mean you should. Just because someone else trusts them doesn't mean you should. That's that's one of the other principles in the book. That's good. Okay. So these, go ahead. Do do the third one. one. Do the third one. Last one, last one, last one. This is a quick one. Past behavior is an indicator of future behavior, but it's not set in stone. It's like set in jello, right? Because people change. Uh People always change. So you have to give people both grace for the future change. If they have had a poor track record of trustworthiness, then you need to give them some grace for the future. So just because they were 
you know, untrustworthy in the past doesn't mean they can't be in the future. And the opposite is true as well. So. Ooh, fire. Drop the mic, Pastor Charlotte. Okay. These three are really, really good principles and really important. I love, I really, the first one really resonates because when you're desperate for, for a needing to fill a, a position, especially, man, I can think of pastors desperately needing a worship person, you know, or a, or a children's person or a, you know, a student, you know, oh, there's, and, and you have that desire, have that want. And what you're saying is, hey, when you're most in need, desperately in need is when you're you can be most vulnerable to deception or to lower down some standards or ignore some red flags. Woo, leaders pay attention yeah. to that. I love the second one just because you just because you trust someone doesn't necessarily mean I need to or should because dynamics, relational dynamics are different, you know, just because it's your best friend may not be doesn't may not mean it's they're, they're the best candidate to be an employed an employee in this organization. Wow. And then Past behavior is an indicator, but it's not set in stone, which is very true. God's grace, right? God makes all things new. And so we, we can we can pay attention to some things from the past, but we don't need to label or categorize a person just because of that, because people do change and God's grace. Yeah. God, man, I love this. This is great. These are great principles, just not only leading, but like organizationally. Um, this is wisdom. The book is trustworthy, everybody. We're going to talk about where to get that in a few moments. Um all right, kind of coming down to the final stretch here, Sharla. Um, obviously, evidently, this message of trust, your book, Trustworthy, is very important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, in the epilogue, um, in the epilogue of the book, you specifically address pastors and leaders and the pain that sometimes they have to go through, the challenges to talk about it. Why did you do this? Why did you include this in the book? So I I wrote the epilogue because I think so many times we hear about church hurt from the people that attend church and very few pastors uh, talk about it openly, at least um, the pain that they experience. And so I found that I most uh, identify with people that are pastors, right? So when we get into a group of pastors and we begin to share our pain with one another, we realize, mm. oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. They've experienced the same thing. <laughs> I am not, we are not the the horrible, you know, people that the enemy tries to make us feel like we are. Um, mm-hmm. When we get with other pastors, we're like, oh, you had this literally the same situation or the same scenario happen that we had. And so I just think it's important. Um, there's a lot of reasons why pastors and, and, and really probably shouldn't share always publicly sure, uh, but should sure. share with each other uh, because we love the church. We want to protect the the, the church. Uh, we want God's house to continue to flourish and to move forward. And we want healthy relationships and we don't want to do anything that's going to hinder uh, anybody. Yeah. And then we want to handle things biblically too, right? So we want to, we don't want to dishonor God in any way. We want to handle our situations the way he tells us to. But uh, I just wanted pastors and leaders to just understand that you're not alone. I mean, we've, in the past two years, there's been so so much transition and, and pain and hurt. And uh, I just want them to, I want everyone to know you're not alone. We've all, we've all been there, but God is so faithful. He's so faithful. Yeah, Whatever we lost, he, re- he brings back better mm-hmm. than there was before. And we just got to give him some space and some time to help us to heal and to trust again and to believe again that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, if you're a leader or a pastor, person of influence, and you've been down 
you've been hurt, you've been in pain. We're here to tell you today there is hope. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in God's word. And, you know, something that Pastor Charlotte just mentioned right now, I think is important to consider if you don't have it. You need some friends, some peers, some you need a tribe. You need some people that you can open up your heart with. Uh, We need to. There's something that's healing when we're able to, you know, to share, you know, God, we learn from the Bible that we confess to God for forgiveness, but James five sixteen, we confess to one another for healing. Um, and there's something so important. I think, I think there would be more healthy leaders, Sharla, if, if leaders and even pastors just had a safe space to be able to open up. Right. Yes. So it's so essential. And I'm so grateful that God has led us to some, we have such great friends surrounding us and it, it means everything. So I would definitely encourage you to get around a group of people who, and, and it doesn't, it's not just even just churches, but leaders, business leaders, yeah. like you, you know, if you're in a, your car dealership and you have uh, another friend that's in the car dealership, your, your struggles are going to be similar. And so it, it's so healthy just to talk about that, have those networks. And there's so many great healthy networks out there uh, to choose from, but definitely Avail's got some great leaders. Um, yes. Avail, and I think you can learn so much, even from listening to other leaders. Maybe, maybe you ha- don't have someone at the, the moment that you can talk to, but when I pick up some of like the Avail magazines or some of the books, yeah. I almost feel like you're, you feel like you're sitting with that person, yeah. hearing their pain and you can resonate with it there and then process that before the Lord. Yeah. Even this podcast, I think, is something that that's helpful. God is going to use yeah. for that reason. This is awesome. Uh, Charlotte, how can how can people connect with you? Uh, you know, whether it's social media, website, and then also the book, you know, where can they find Trustworthy? Yes. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm Charla Turner, the number four. Good. Charla Turner for good. And you can get the book through Avail, but also uh, it'll be available with Amazon. And so cool. find it in all the places. Awesome. Hey, everybody, you want to lean in to this book. The book is Trustworthy, How to Deepen the Relationships You Need and Avoid the Ones You Don't. Now, the cool thing about today's podcast is that we're getting it. You know, this book, Trustworthy, is out and available uh, a little bit in the future, depending on where you, when you hear this podcast, we're going to be doing a live uh, online event with Avail, where Pastor Charlotte is going to be with us, as well as a few other authors to talk about uh, the new books that have come out. So hopefully you guys will connect uh, later on in 2022. Uh, Charlotte, this has been, this has been awesome. Uh, You mentioned a little while ago, the Avail Journal, the Avail Journal, everybody, this is for me top Christian leadership magazine of the moment. We have multicultural, diverse, multiculturally diverse contributors. Have you ever held one, Charlotte? Have you ever looked through one and yeah. touched one? I, yeah, yeah. I know, I know Pastor Michael has too. Oh yeah, I've got, he's on the cover. So I have that one where I can see it at all times. <laughs> yeah. Hey leaders, if you haven't done so yet, you can claim a free annual subscription. We're going to pay for it for you for free for one year. One year, free annual subscription. Just go to availjournal.com, availjournal.com. You'll get one of these. They come out quarterly. Just awesome. You're going to be able to read great, great articles on leadership, uh, on organizational leadership, personal leadership. It's going to add value to your life. Uh, uh, Charlotte, I'd love for you to just leave one last nugget of wisdom on everybody's heart today. Okay. Um, I think I would just say this, you know, I've experienced a lot of pain in my life and that is where this book was birthed from. It was a lot of pain that I experienced. I've had, you'll, you'll, if you, when you read the book, you'll find out broken engagement, um, broken relationship that ended in an abortion. Uh, There is 
multiple uh, situations that just absolutely broke my heart and mm-hmm. stories I've heard from other people. And so I just want you to know that if you're in pain today or whether you're in you're in the high place, like you're on top of the mountain or you're in the valley, that you can put your trust in God. When you don't think that there's any way out of the situation, when you can only see mm-hmm. the outcome looking one way or the other, uh, know that there are multiple outcomes. God is so vast and He is so trustworthy. I thought that my life was over. I was wow. I was ready to end my life at one point because of mm. the pain. But God is so incredibly faithful. If you will put your trust in Him, I know it's like it's hard because you can't see, you know, you can't mm. always see what's in front of you. But if you can trust God, if you just put your trust in Him, depend on Him, put Him first in everything that you do, you will be amazed. He will blow you away with His goodness and His grace and His kindness. So place your trust in Him. Get to know His voice above every other voice. If you have to tune every voice out, listen to Him and trust Him. He'll heal you. He'll set you free. He'll put you on that path of healthy, deep, wonderful relationships. Whew. That is a good word. Mm-hmm. Leaders, be encouraged, be blessed. Pastor Charlotte Turner has just blessed you and encouraged you right now. Charlotte, this has been an awesome time here on the Avail podcast. Let me just say uh, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, our whole Avail team, we're thankful for your life. We honor you uh, for your leadership, for your obedience to the Lord. And we're so excited about your new book, Trustworthy. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful, so honored to be here again. Never thought in a million years I would be able to even do anything like this. So, so thankful for the Avail team. Thank you so much. Yes, we're proud of you. We can't wait to see what the Lord does with this book, Trustworthy. Hey, everybody, thank you for connecting with us once again here on the Avail podcast. It is always an honor and a privilege for me to be here with all of you. We do this Every week, there's a new episode, and we're thankful for pastors and leaders and authors like Charlotte Turner. We hope you've been leaning in, learning, being encouraged, taking down some notes. On behalf of the whole Avail team, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, your host on these Avail podcasts. We love you, and we'll catch you next time right here on Avail. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Sharla Turner. You can connect with Sharla by going to turningpointchurch.tv or look her up on social media. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. If you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.